The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. <laughs> this is uh, Jaylen Nye and uh, What's Andrew his Gross. name? Andrew Gross. I'm a, uh, I'm a, a chubby, aging, uh, balding guy. <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down yeah, for you. I was going to say that narrows it down. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like me. I'm the chubby age, aging, <laughs> aging, um, middle-aged woman. Except the only thing that I have that's different than everybody else is, you know, a color of hair that's not found naturally in the world anywhere. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can spot. <laughs> you can spot, spot you me on the other crowd. side of Commonwealth. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, would you? What would you like is that to talk a about? Stoplight. <laughs> Uh, you know, a couple of things. You know, um, the, the couple of things here. There was, um, did you hear the, this, this story? It's the Norwegian Dawn, and I've been yeah. on this darn boat. This boat has a lot of challenges over the years. Oh, yeah? Why? Um, if I remember correctly, the Norwegian Dawn was the one that was hit by the rogue wave a few years back as oh, well. No way. Yeah, it's, if you look, there's, it oh, has so. some, some this issues. This starts yeah. to make sense. One, once bitten, twice shy, yeah. then. Okay. So, um, there's some cruisers out there there's some travelers out there and and just imagine if you will you've planned your dream vacation and suddenly it goes right off the rails and if you have a story like that let us know at 6 30 6 30 yeah but these guys get on a on a cruise um to leave out of uh, boston to go to bermuda yeah um but instead Mm-mm. It went to Halifax. <laughs> yeah, the trip will now consist of uh, Halifax, Sydney, Nova Scotia, St. John, New Brunswick, and Bar Harbor, Maine, uh. before going back to Boston. So, you know, it's one of those things where when you read the terms and conditions of a cruise, it's in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, you know, for whatever reason, they can change the itinerary if they have, I, I don't know the wording exactly, but in this particular case, there was a, what, a hurricane that was... Yeah, there's a there's a big hurricane. There's a couple of them out there right now. Yeah, causing a little bit of havoc. Now, because it sailed from... Boston, uh, rather than sailing from Tampa or Tampa Bay or whatever, they didn't have the same flexibility in changing the schedule to some other Caribbean port. So up north they go, and passengers were told that, according to one passenger, at 10 p.m. the night before sailing. So <laughs> typically you board the ship around 10 or 11, 11 noon, 1. By 2, pretty much everyone's on board. So 10 o'clock the night before, especially if you traveled from out of town to mm-hmm. Boston, and we've certainly looked at those options, Boston, New York. Sometimes it's a pretty cool option to see a city like Boston or New York before you go yeah. on your trip. Um, but they had no time to change their plans. So now you've got everybody with their, you know, Bermuda shorts and flip-flops landing in Halifax. Halifax. where it's 10 degrees. Yeah, Hurricane, Hurricane Florence is causing some problems. And, yeah. you know, I, I can understand why people would be disappointed, but it's a hurricane. So the the only yeah, exactly <laughs> and, there's, and there's no compensation for this exactly where Even I was going. Even though yeah, uh, a maritime a that maritime trip, right. uh, cruise is less expensive than the cruise that they booked, which I that would tick me off a little bit. It would tick me off as well. I'd be horribly disappointed. A cruise vacation is the kind of vacation you plan for for a long time. If you go to book dates right now, a year from now, mm-hmm. you'll see most of the ship is booked. It's, it's the kind of trip that you really have to plan for because of its expense, right? So if you booked the itinerary that they ended up giving you, as you just said, it would be cheaper. But the other thing too is, and I know that these are the platitudes that all companies put out there, whether they're airlines or cruise ships or whatever, 
Um, the platitude was, you know what, though? We're going to keep you so entertained. It'll be a cruise of a lifetime. Mm. Well, you can't put on enough hairy chess contests to make me forget that I was supposed to be going to Bermuda and I'm now going mm -hmm. to Halifax. Mm -hmm. You can't possibly enter mm -hmm. free drinks, perhaps. But the cruise line is taking the attitude that this nope, is what it's happens. in our conditions. Yeah. So and it is. no refund. And that's, and that's one of those things. You know, we sign off on so many of these in our lifetimes. Like yes. how, how often do you actually Did read you the actually terms read and them? conditions, yeah. right? So, oh, uh, um, I think the only person that actually reads all the terms and conditions of anything that I've ever met is Julie Matthews. <laughs> you know, the former troubleshooter. She will go through everything <laughs> yeah. with a fine-tooth comb. Well, that the lawyers, I and think, the are lawyers, the two. And yeah. they'll do it. But for the most part, I think a lot of us just go, yep, okay, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, the, it, it would be disappointing. Pointing, and I think you know, not having the um, a little bit of compensation that the topping up there, but anyway, yeah. uh, disappointing. But again, what do you do? You're not going to sail into a, a hurricane, no, it, they have a le totally legitimate reason for changing the itinerary. You know what was on the Norwegian Dawn out of New York, uh, years back, it was a 12 day cruise out of there, wow, nice. and we were doing uh, like a Caribbean and, and whatever, and that was the one where we found the the people floating in the middle of the ocean and oh, where you, the and, ship and, turned back and, and, and got them, and yeah. got them. But also, one of the engines uh, ended up having uh, major problems, so we had to make an unscheduled stop somewhere. And it's like, okay, well, we have to stop here now. You're not going to get to this place. We have to go here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just you know, it's just the way it is. I'm sure it's a nightmare for the cruise line mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. because you've got excursions booked and you've mm -hmm. got you know you've got a lot of stuff that you've got to switch up absolutely now i would imagine i'm pretty sure excursions would have been refunded of course because you can't go on the excursion <laughs> I, I guess you know would i i don't know i i grew up in the maritime so perhaps if you've never been to the maritimes it would be exciting for you those ports don't really interest me Oh, I mean, I think going to the Maritimes and going to the East Coast would be spectacular if I was planning on going to this. Yeah. Like, I would like to do, I would especially like to do Newfoundland. I, well, I would they're getting weather like we're there. getting weather right that now. Sort of so. thing. But yeah, again, when you're planning to do, um, after day two, being in, you know, 70, 80 degree weather, yeah. there's a whole different thing. Not but even anyway. a discount on a future cruise. No. Because that's usually how mm -hmm. cruise lines solve mm -hmm. things, right? Well, you did, you hated the cruise. Well, we'll give you 10% off uh, going on another cruise you'll hate. See, it's, it's just how companies handle these situations is always of interest, right? Because what about this? Air Canada has been fined $65,000 mm -hmm. for mental agony. We had this story when it happened. Yeah. It was in September 2017. Uh, there was a woman and her, I think, two young children. Mm -hmm. They were Toronto-bound on an Air Canada flight with a stopover in New Delhi. So it was a joint, what do they call those, partner flights, yeah. right? So. It was Air Canada and what's the Jet other? Jet something. Jet Airways. So what had happened was Jet Airways took them as far as somewhere, New Delhi, I guess. And at that point, one of her children had to go to the bathroom. So she goes back to the bathroom. The Air Canada... On the plane. On the plane. The flight attendants have locked the door. So there's an issue. And we talked last week about somebody putting a diaper down a toilet and you can't do it. We don't know what happened, but there was an issue to the point where they had locked the bathroom. And it wasn't because they were on a stopover, it was because there was an issue. Well, apparently there was a really foul smell coming from the bathroom, and the child outside the door... It got sick. Got sick. So it was a reactionary... Little, that's their story. That's as according to the mom. So the child throws up, 
and the flight attendants decide that she's not fit to fly. You're sick, get off the plane. Right, so they're concerned about her condition, whatever it might be, getting worse as the flight went on to Toronto, so off the plane they go. And again, according to the mom and her two children, we, and as I say, we did this story at the time, um, they just stranded them in New Delhi. There was Their luggage went on to Oakville. Um, there was no There was coupons, no compensation. So and no other flight for two days. Right. So at first they were told, you're on your own, mm-hmm. according again to the mom and her, uh, to the mom, you're on your own. So they weren't really willing to rebook her, like just, I don't know what to tell you, too bad. Because it wasn't an Air Canada booking, it was a jet mm-hmm. even uh, though Airways it was like booking, that even though they're partner, partners, okay. right. They didn't give them any meals, they didn't give them any direction, they didn't give them any support. So they had left the airport not knowing what to do and then had returned. And I guess just complain, 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 complain until midnight. Finally, somebody from Air Canada said, okay, we'll get you on a flight, as you just mentioned, two days from now. So now they have to find accommodation in New Delhi and they have no clothes. They Imagine have two small children. Right. Yeah. So it went all the way to a commission... In India. In India, That they have. Yeah, which it's the Punjab State Consumer Disputes Redressal Commission. It functions like a court, and it was scathing in its ruling. Uh, The family was, quote, forcibly deported from the aircraft on flimsy grounds, it said. Uh, They were deficient in service. They were in violation of basic human Mm -hmm. rights. Their behavior was unacceptable, rude brought shame to the airline said that this that the airline uh, the flight attendant should not have been making the decision on a medical condition right should have uh, consulted with the medical professional one which was available at the airport but didn't do so uh, and have awarded sixty five thousand yeah. dollars to the mom and and here's the thing I've heard this time and time again but I've not seen an example of it where when we talk about Airlines doing something in Canada, the United States, and we go, well, what are our rights? Right, you know, and you hear politicians talking about mm-hmm. and advocacy groups talking about getting better rights, and they often make reference to European and Middle Eastern uh, and, and what you they know, have. other countries saying that their rights are yeah. far better. Well, here is an example of that. Kicked off a flight, held in New Delhi for two days, and 65000 mm-hmm. bucks. Now, Air Canada says they're appealing it. Because they say that their version of the story is much different. They say it's different, and they're also saying that they didn't take the booking. They're saying Jet Airways took the booking. So it's Jet Airways' problem. Jet Airways is having nothing to do with this. But the commission also put a statement out suggesting that airlines, all airlines in general, need to address problems with their discourteous staff and develop clear policies on when a passenger can be removed from a plane. Interesting. I would have thought it'd be the other way around. Wouldn't you assume that our rights, wouldn't you kind of assume that our rights in North America were probably stronger than they would be in, say, New mm. Delhi? We've had, uh, what is his name, Gabor Lucas on the show talking about this and this whole uh, passenger rights bill they're mm-hmm. trying to put through. And he's saying, actually, he says it's no good. And yeah. he says, you have to look at, you know, Europe for what they're doing yeah. over there. He says That's it's, what I mean. it's much yeah. better. Yeah, you, you would think, but. I guess we lag behind on, on a few things. And just one other little note. We'll go back to a cruise ship for a second. We, we've talked about people falling off cruise ships. Yeah. Apparently this guy was a contestant from uh, Germany Seeks the Superstar back in 2003. He was on a, on an Ada cruise, a big uh, cruise line that was going into uh, St. John's Harbor. And, uh, yeah, he went overboard, and they haven't been able to find him. 200 kilometers yeah. north of St. John's, Newfoundland. So, you know, that water's cold. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, yeah, he's dead.
Yeah. The ship has, uh, the sh- I don't know what the update is as of this moment, but the ship returned and stayed in yeah. the site where he went overboard. Reading between the lines, um, it kind of sounds to me like he jumped yeah. overboard. But, uh, yeah, they're searching for him as they will do. Well, they but... have been, yeah. I think I had read that it had been uh, called off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Ada Cruises confirmed that a, the person jumped overboard. Uh, st- ship staff uh, at the time carried out a cabin check and confirmed the individual's identity as uh, Daniel yeah. Kublo- mm-hmm. Kubluk, uh, 33, a contestant on Germany Seeks Superstar, which is the German version of talent of the pop mm. idol. Man. Who books a cruise and jumps off the... You don't... Uh, I won't say it, but... Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about um, aging a little bit. Let's talk about um, how you see yourself. And also curious to know, there's a new study out saying that, um, hey, middle-agers, we should all be drinking less. Hmm. It's an interesting one. So how much do you drink... <laughs> A week. Um, just looking at some uh, Canadian standards, drinking guidelines put out by the uh, Canadian Centre on Substance Abuse and Addiction. Um, it says for Canadians, two drinks a day um, in a week, 10 for women, 15 for men. Um, there was a campaign in Europe, in England, that is urging people between the ages of 45 and 65 to have what they're calling regular drink-free days. They're saying that middle-agers are more likely than any other group to drink more than the recommended 14 units a week. That's in that's in, in England. Mm-hmm. Here again, it's 10 a week for women, 15 for men. But saying that it's not necessarily an addiction, but a habit. You know, it's interesting. Now, uh, the spokesperson on liver disease for the Public Health England said, having a day off drinking gives you gives you a chance to clean your system, give your liver a rest. It has an immediate impact on your sleep and calorie mm-hmm. consumption. True. Um, and they're saying that it's a much easier way to manage weight, for example, right? Oh, because no. of the calories. Empty calories. Um, 14... You know what? Uh, 14 not, units a week, so 14... Well, you know you buy the bubbles package on a cruise. It's 15 drinks a day. That's right. Uh, anyway, I'm sure there's another study that says a glass of this a day helps cure a well, gazillion things, they, they, right? Well, they red wine. They'll say all sorts right. of different things. You know, it depends. I'm kind of stuck the, on the was, 14 a week. There was a report the other day that actually was just in the past couple of weeks. It said no alcohol um, or, or any amount of alcohol is not safe. Mm. You know, one, two, whatever it was that they say can lead to cancer, all that sort of thing as well. Um, Yeah, so I was curious to know at 6.30, how much are you drinking a week? Someone texted and said, I don't drink anything. I don't drink. I don't smoke. It's a waste of money. So just to be clear, when they talk about units, right? So they're saying 14 units a week is their recommendation. That's not 14 beers or 14 glasses of wine. That would be the equivalent to six pints of an average strength beer per week 
or seven glasses of wine per week. So a, a wine is two units. And I'm yeah, and I'm guessing that might be like 14 ounces of yeah. alcohol. Two but thirds, here in Canada, yeah. so let's just go back to Canada again. It says 10 drinks a 10 week drinks, for women, yeah. 15 for men. So if you're counting a, a drink as one ounce. Well, if it were seven, I mean, I'm under that anyway. I, I really, drinking is a very social activity for me. I, I don't drink, and that's I'm, that's just me. I just, nor does Carol. We just don't drink at home unless we have guests over. And we, it, it's rare. If we go out to supper, which is also rare, um, a drink maybe, because I have to drive, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Something to think about. We all have to start looking after ourselves. The, the whole population, this whole baby boomer population is aging. We, everything's... It's, it's really easy, and I'll... I'll admit it, it's really easy to go home after work and open a, a bottle of wine. Then I'm going to just have a glass of wine with dinner. You think, oh, I've had one. I'll just have another one. Next thing you know, it's like it's almost empty. So, <laughs> And all of a sudden, you yeah. have a, th- there's an empty bottle of wine there. It's like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're coffee. Like, I grab coffees the, for us coffees, on the way home. And yeah. I'm sure that's bad. It probably worse for me with all the cream I put uh, in it. This says, meh, drink or don't drink, I, I care not. In a casket, they don't look much different. <laughs> Dry all summer, first time in 20 years. I drink zero alcohol, waste of money, just like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I know there's a there's a thing on right now, um, like sober September. Oh, yeah. um, because we talked about it the other day when we were saying that, you know, September is almost a bit of a reset, maybe to get back mm-hmm. into the gym or to do this or to do that. And one of the things is sober September and not to have a drink. Um or not to drink any alcohol right. uh, for the month. Well, if you are a woman, you should be more interested in that as well because there's another report that was out that says nearly one-third of Canadian women don't get enough physical activity, much worse than men. The report was produced by researchers from the World Health Organization. It was published in the journal Lancet Global Health. It looked at physical activity information from 168 mm-hmm. countries. And Canada fit fit right into the trend. 31.4% of Canadian women have insufficient physical activity compared with 25.7% of Canadian men. Doesn't doesn't it surprise you? It doesn't surprise me. I I think, um, um, I, I, I just being the woman just I'm done I'm done I'm tired I'm tired when I get home and I don't have kids I don't have that sort of stuff I I think at times maybe men um do a better job at 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 making it um a priority somehow my husband gets up every morning at six o'clock and goes to the gym He's out the door. It's, well, it's interesting because there's and a couple... And I don't want to say yeah. sometimes because, you know, you know, moms are, are doing mom things because a lot of dads out there are doing dad things, of course. Well, that was one of the things that the authors of the study but suggested, But I'm wondering if though. that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, they suggested that, listen, um, y- you know, you can disagree or be upset by it, but traditional rules dictate that women have yeah. responsibilities in many cases, in the majority of cases, that men don't have. Mm -hmm. So getting children ready for school, picking them up, uh, taking them to their activities. And I know lots of dads do it, and I did it. But they're saying that women traditionally have other roles and so don't have time. They also said that a lot of men, I mean, men can work out and build muscle, and women can only do that if they want to meet the stereotypical perfect woman. They can't be too over-muscular. Again, this is not me saying this, the authors of the study. I think think, uh, women are especially pounded with, you know, 
different ideals on what a perfect body well, is. You know what and I think? I think that's changing, and I think we're becoming more yes. accepting of just of of who we are. There's that, a movement underway that, um, but it's it's tough. Yeah, I think my theory on it, and again, I didn't do the research. My theory on it is. If you ask a man and you ask a woman who are the same amount of whatever mm-hmm. body fat index, um, how are you going to lose that weight? I think the inclination of the man would be, well, you know, I'll go for a run, I'll go to the gym, I'll whatever. And the woman's, not all, would say, I'm going to diet. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times men don't see diet. And, and really, we all know it's a combination yeah, of the two, absolutely. right? But but diet is more important than uh, of the two if you, you know, for losing weight. But I think most men just think, well, I'll walk it off, run it off. And you see men talk about all the time that I did an extra 15 on the machine, so I have a burger tonight, like mm. that kind of thing. I think women, generally speaking, go to the diet. And I think one of the other things, too, and I, we're out of time here, yeah. I think um, as you get older, and I see it with my husband, my husband puts his mind to it, the weight comes off, boom. Um, and That's for some a whole reason, other it just seems to want to hang on yeah. a whole lot more. Well, I'm sure metabolism hit, uh, is a big factor. Oh, it slows right down your yeah. hormones, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just lazy. That's why I don't work. <laughs> I can't find parking. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.